Sometimes you're flush and sometimes you're bust. And when you're up, it's never as good as it seems. And when you're down, you never think you're going to be up again. But life goes on. Remember that. Money isn't real, George. It doesn't matter. It only seems like it does. Here we go again. What's Booyah. up, Fire it off. Yeah. Welcome to another episode of Staying in Trouble with Eric Humes and Adam Short here again, man. And we in the studio, this is this is fun for me. Uh, we have Dave Wood in the studio. He is uh, a business agent, business agent business not agent. manager, business agent for local 525 plumbers and pipe fitters. I've known Dave for, can we say 20 years? We can say 20 years. Yeah. We got into the apprenticeship together back in 2000, 2001. I was a helper in 2000, and we got into the school in 2001. In 2001, yep. yeah, yep. right before 9-11. I remember that. Yep. We lost a couple classmates. We Not did. lost them like dead. I, I don't think I think they're still alive. They got out of the class, and they went uh, into service. Yes, yes. So, yeah, but, uh, yeah, 20 years. It's a long time. It is a it long time. It goes by time. fast. <laughs> so, for our listeners at home, if you guys could see Adam smile, he looks like we I like just having opened, friends in the studio. Yeah, right? you look like you just opened up the candy store, <laughs> and here you go, Adam. Here's a couple bucks because he is lit up right now. Well, these are my people, man. They understand the struggle. They understand the struggle. Well, the anyways, struggle. Yeah, the struggle. The 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 working man struggle. Yeah, right here. Right here. <laughs> Looking at it. That's right. Look at these. These are chapped hands. Yeah. yeah. They got sunburned, so. <laughs> Eric, Eric's been building a cabin, what, up in Duck Creek? And, Duck and Creek he's area. been bugging me to go up there and hook him up with some plumbing. Any reason to go to Duck Creek would be good. Yeah. That's what you there. thought. That's yeah. what you thought, right, Dave? Open right. every t- So I, I, did, I, I didn't want to bring this up, <laughs> but since this is the Pipe Fitters episode... <laughs> Just so you know, do you know who helped dig uh, my septic? I, I don't know. You don't? No, I don't. Who? Obviously, the golden child, the one person from your family that has come up to the cabin to help out, that would be your brother, Joe. Oh, he did? Yes. Oh. And did a marvelous job. Oh, well, good and for And then Joe. when you offer it to his older, a little bit more, <laughs> you know, he's like, I'm, I'm more of a manager position. <laughs> He's like, I don't really get my hands dirty anymore position. He's like, I can't be bothered. He'll go up yeah. and supervise. Yeah. He's like, I told him FaceTime me if you need help. I told him he can't afford me. <laughs> Good answer. Anyways, so uh, we're grateful to have Dave in the, in the studio. Um, Dave, give us a little background on, uh, well, we, we already talked about the apprenticeship, but give us a little background of yourself. Well, so I joined the Army in uh, 96. I just decided out of the blue, I better join the Army, and it's better to do it and and, and not like it than never do it and not know. So just on a For whim, sure. um, I went into the recruiter's office. I was a valet, as a matter of fact, on Fremont Street. Oh, yeah? Good job. No headaches. Things was, you know going well. <clears throat> so I decided I'm going to join the Army, go in the recruiter's office. Hey, I just want to jump out of planes and blow stuff up. You guys do that. Way too easy on my recruiter. <laughs> So I joined the Army for four years. I get out, and everyone I know is a plumber or a pipe fitter in local 525. Everyone went to high school with the seams. And the more I'm in town, I run into old friends, and, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm with 525. Yeah. Oh, geez. So, A.K.A. the Henderson local. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so my buddy was a GF. He said, hey, I'll call you out as a helper. 
this will probably be a pretty good gig until I find something better, you mm-hmm. know, and 20 years later, here I am, business agent. Fantastic. Well, so it worked out all right. Dave, a little background. I've never been in a union. What's a, what's a business agent? Business agents, uh, your first, well, it's, you, you're a union representative. Um, I negotiate uh, your labor contract, enforce it, you know, file grievances that need be. Uh, speak to the employers on the on the members' behalf, as well as uh, sit on various trust funds. You know, protect the pension, the health and welfare, um, that sort of stuff. Basically, the leaders of the local, almost. Right. Yeah. The business manager would be number one. You know, business agent would be the number two guy. And in our local, correct me if I'm wrong, we have a there's, business manager and two agents. Yes, there's two of us: myself and Justin. Well, you, I didn't realize Adam had such a large company i thought it was, he was more like uh, a one-man band <laughs> when he talks about this union well see and, and that's the kind of funny thing is you talk to some people that are um, members of their own unions and stuff some unions are massive they, they go over multiple states uh and like local 12 uh the operators right they're, they're a massive uh union uh the sprinkler fitter 669 is i think the whole western yeah. united states 669 is the whole the whole country the whole country mm-hmm. so so these unions are massive. Local 525, I felt, has always been kind of, we're big enough that we can have great collective bargaining, but also small enough that it almost feels like family. You know, and, and when, you, when I go to meetings, which I, I, I know you should lecture me, Dave. I, I, I need to go to more. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes. Hey, but, Dave, I can see that he's missed a couple of meetings because we're doing episodes. So... <laughs> But you can just remote in. If you can remote in, that'd be great. Right. You know, I, I, I don't have any excuses. Uh, I, I think every member will probably sit back and say, I, I need to go to more of them. But at the same time, uh, you know, that I, I always run into guys that are some of my, my dearest friends that I've come up with the apprenticeship with. And I love hearing about their stories, their families, and stuff like that. It's nice because you get the um – the regular crowds, and you get going through the motions, you go to the meetings and all. Then, then every now and then, there's the guy you haven't seen in six months or a year. Oh, hey. And it, yeah. like you said, just back to that whole brotherhood thing is, is what it is, you know. And that's something I've always felt in our local is much more of a tighter brotherhood. Not trying to take away from any of the others. I mean, I'm sure that the, a lot of the others have theirs, but I guess I'm a little bit biased towards ours. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. So, uh, so your background on becoming a business agent, or how did you become a business agent? Well, the- so I was um, I've always been fairly active in the hall. Uh, I volunteered a lot as, as an apprentice. Um, after we turned out, I was turned out for you know two years, become an instructor for a little bit, uh, which was a great job. Teaching the apprentices was uh, probably the most rewarding thing I've ever done. Um, well, then we ended up with some business agents, a business agent that I, I, I just thought I could do a better job than I didn't like where it was going. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I started doing is I've always liked reading. So I started just geeking out on labor history, labor law, that sort of stuff. Um, and this is when, after the 2008 crash, which hit Vegas in 2010, after that, um, I found this school called the Rocky Mountain Labor School. It's once a year, and it's always in a different location in the Rocky Mountain states. And um, fantastic. So, so I enrolled. Mm-hmm. I, I went there. And it's neat because you meet, you know, here in Vegas, you got construction workers. Yeah. You got Teamsters and uh, the asphalt guys. It's kind of how it seems. You yeah, know, yeah, there, yeah. there's construction, culinary, Teamsters, and, and those guys. 
Well, you go to Rocky Mountain Labor School and you're you're meeting grain millers. That's, wow. Yeah, it's still a thing. You Is know? it really? Yeah. You know, guys that you're are meeting unions you didn't even know existed. Yeah, yeah. they're they're making sugar and they're, they're milling grain. And, and some yeah. of these some of these guys, you're talking to them, and they're doing it. They're they're building a union from the ground up. You know, there's there's a guys like yeah, well we have our meetings at the local. Uh, you know, coffee shop. Mm-hmm. And as long as we buy a full pot of coffee, they let us use their little room at the table. And that's where we have our meetings, you know, and then at work, if I got to give something to the president, I just put it into his locker. That's crazy. And you're like, holy cow. Yeah. These, you know, these wow. guys with nothing, you know, and, yeah. and, and they're doing, and then I, I met a group of guys, the entire union is just the guys that work at this one nuke back in wherever it's at back East somewhere. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that's the whole thing. And there's, no one coming in until someone retires. Um, anyway, so so I went That's to that. That's a special that. union right there. Yeah. Right. That, yeah. And so, um, and then I started taking some online classes through Cornell University and just educating myself. And, and, and I ran. Uh, the first time I ran, because our business agents are elected position. Okay. And so you got to throw, I mean, if you never ran for any office before, Get out the buttons. That's some work. Yeah. Get, yeah. get out the buttons. Get out the oh, posters. Oh, yeah, you're out there glad handing and all that. And, and Adam and, loves glad handing, by the way. <laughs> Is he good at it? Yeah, you should have had him as a as a campaign manager. <laughs> Look at him. Um, anyway, so you know, I ran the first time and lost, and then I ran the second time and got in. Uh, before that, I had run. I was on the finance committee, as a matter of fact, um, which was all right. And then. Mm-hmm. Then I ran, got in, then uh, ran for re-election, got in, and we're up for re-election this year. Awesome. That's something that always impressed me of Dave is that he went out and got that added education, you know, that that even some of the other guys. The other guys have some great ideas, some good experience, but uh, that, edit, that added education was always a big deal. And that's something that they've always taught us in, in the local, especially in ours, is how important education is. Yeah, just continue learning, never, never stop learning, and you can apply that to no matter what you do in life. Absolutely. You know? So, so since you've taught at the school and stuff, so, some questions that way. With a lot of kids graduating this year, um, uh, kids that are looking for careers and stuff like that. Not all kids are aiming towards the college path, but they still need to be educated to get that good-paying job, that good stuff. Uh, what does our local offer for? Uh, some of these young kids that are looking for a, a good solid career to well, get into. Actually, before you get there, Dave, I want to know is because that is a good question. That's a nice, nice softball pitch. We just got done with some baseball. Yeah. <laughs> is actually what I what the bigger question is is how many kids aren't coming in or like what what is the stigma out there? Like, do we are we getting enough are we getting enough young backs to fill the positions? Yeah. Well. Yeah, I mean, we. on the one hand, no, you'll never get enough. Um, we should have more people coming in, more people applying anyway. On the other hand, we get quite a few people applying, but some of them, they have no real chance. Like, um, and that sounds bad. It does. La- 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 well, last year, you know, because you sit down with an interview and, yeah. and there was this, this one applicant and, you know, well, why do you want to be a, a plumber or pipe fitter? Well, I don't even know what you guys do. I just know you pay well. All right, you, you need to work on your on your uh, interview skills a little bit. Yeah. You know, I think that's fair though, because uh, and so I wonder where this gap is because I was just telling a story of how, you know, I was 
I was going to interview to be a firefighter when I was a, a young buck. And I went in, I took the test, and I was supposed to go in for orals. And I'm like, I'm, I'm with some friends I'm, and with some family members that, that that's all they wanted to do. They, I mean, they knew everything about firefighting. This is what their career path that they thought, you know, they had they had not uh, passed the test. Whereas I came out, I'm like, well, I'm, I'm really good at testing. I'm really physically fit. So I pass all those tests real easy. And they're like, hey, you know, and I even knew some of the people that might be on the board and they're like trying to give me some prep. And one of the questions was, well, why do you want to become a fireman? And I'm like, well, good pay and you get like a month off. So I'm like, <laughs> so I thought about that answer though. And I oh, never no. took the but oral board. But at the board. same time, you knew what a fireman does. Yeah, I, mean, I know what a fireman know does. What does. <laughs> right. I mean, like, he just wants money. Well, as a young buck though, dude, that was what was in my head. Yeah. And so, uh, and so I wouldn't even uh, that that kid. I'd actually probably further down the road. Like, yeah, his he may not know what it is, but hopefully he his English skills are enough to know that pipe fitter means plumber. Yeah, yeah, yeah take yeah. take a stab at it, right? Yeah, take yeah. a stab pipe. at it. Is uh, but in, and that's what I wondered too. Is is are you seeing like as a as a union? Um, I think it's been a little publicized that we don't see enough kids going towards the trade, right? You, you, we always think college option, college option. It's not even that. I think um, some of the smartest people I know actually end up owning a, a, a plumbing business, an asphalt business. Um, like when I was going to school, one of my friends, his dad owned a, a, a plumber's business. And I'm like, man, what are you studying? And like, so he had a great path in college mm -hmm. because he knew he was going right back into the trades. And as, yeah. as a business sense. And so, and you even talked about, you know, when you were getting into, hey, I want, I, I think I want to be a business agent is, you know, as a leader to help my friends and help my coworkers is, you, you know, and you talked about it. Hey, I went and got some more education. And that's where I think a lot of times we think it's either white collar or blue collar, white collar or blue collar. Right. And I grew up in a blue collar family. Just so you know, like everyone in my family, most of my family, blue collar. And, and then I'm like, well, I'm pretty good at tests and I'm pretty funny in class. People like to laugh when I make jokes. And so I did decently well in college. And so, but I find that people think it's like one way or the other. I'm like, actually, I think most businesses are that need to be successful. You need to be both. Right. And, right. And, and so it's interesting to, to hear that, like, I, so I worry. Right. Adam's Adam's daughter just graduated, had a big celebration. Um, Adam just, you know, let her splurge, you know, take yeah. a whole scooter down the strip or something like that. Like, <laughs> like let her ride her bike twice down the strip or something. I mean, just, just really wild. lived it up wild, yeah. you know, is how many of the youth like. So, you know, I was just talking to one of our, our previous guests. Is it is it his fault? for not getting his met for people not knowing what his message is or is it our fault so what is the union doing to educate those uh future knuckle draggers as adam likes to say so we uh we we have a presence um at as many job fairs as practical um and so so local 525 we're you know we do mechanical plumbing plumbing pipe fitting uh hvac service well, we're part of the building trades, and that involves all the the construction unions, you know, yeah, 
uh, you know, electricians, uh, sheet, sheet metal, metal yeah. on down the line. And so, you know, before it used to be. Or do we use Sparkies? Do we, do we use Sparkies around? I mean, we're kind of a little bit wow. more upgraded. I call them Sparkies. You yeah, me too. Yeah, call them yeah, Sparkies. Yeah. I don't think they mind. Uh, Adam's <laughs> calling them something else. He was <laughs> whispering under his breath. <laughs> Nothing. Just keep, keep going. But it, but it used to be. So it used to be, you know, all of us were on our own just to hit. In a, you know all these different schools or whatever, and then we yeah. decided, well, you know, well, what if we just had one guy or you know one group go and have literature for everybody? Because um, some people might want to do construction, but uh, their idea of construction is they want to run a crane. You know, other people think, mm-hmm. well, I got to be a carpenter or I do electricians or, or, or whatever. And so I think that's the best way to get the message out to the youth is at the job fairs. Uh-huh. Well, I think I don't know if it's still, and so I, I should have looked this up. But you know, when the three of us did you grow up here in in Henderson? I did. Yeah. So when we were growing up, right, there was Votech and there was ATTC on on my side of town, and I don't even know if those exist. It seems like they keep cutting programs so much. Like you know, we just did um, at the Utah office. We did, I was, we were planning some, we were recapturing some of the siding, which is like inch thick by 12 inch, this lumber, we're repurposing this lumber. So we're running it through planers, we're running it through table saws. My wife is talking about her experience in wood shop. Her dad was a carpenter for the school district. Uh, her dad worked in carpentry his whole life. And, and so I'm wondering like, you know, that poor kid who you had to interview, you're like, well, why do you want to be in the union? And he's like, ah, I, I know it's a, I know it's a paycheck is, yeah. you know, I wonder if they're not seeing some of the magical, like, you know, I wonder if, uh, you know, just some whiteboard. So Adam was kidding about my, my cabin holding up. And so Adam would not come up even though I was Vietnamese, like I found a lot of <laughs> solutions for him to come up. Right. I, I took a friend up and we made this gorgeous Pinterestable. Like, do you know what Pinterest is, Dave? Mm-hmm, I do. Yeah, it looks like right off of Pinterest, this Pex uh, install. Just phenomenal, <laughs> I might add. And I even had him, he was like, oh, yeah, that's phenomenal. You don't even need me anymore. I'm like, yeah. But it would have been nice to not have to do things a cu- over a couple of times. But is, uh, you know, I, I and I have a nephew. He just had twins. Right. And we've been trying to heavily encourage him to join the pipe fitters we're like hey you got you got two babies to you get two mouths to feed this would be a good time to find a, a good career and i think it's that same that same uh myth out there that oh you know what if i'm a pipe fitter i i don't know how to run a computer or if i'm a pipe you know it's like a jock oh if i'm a jock i don't i can't go to college and it's right not true. right you know and one of the biggest disservices i think is they took the shop classes out of high schools i agree Absolutely. um you know because even if you don't you're in there touching wood you're familiar with it you know mm-hmm. when i was in high school we had metal shop and it was fantastic yeah um we had both we had wood and metal yeah right yeah well but yeah we had quite yeah. a few and, and at least you're exposed to it to some degree you know all the schools now seem to be some sort of special school of medicine or school of law and it's society's kind of forced kids you got to go to college go to college go to college mm-hmm. and now you see a lot of uh, jobs you know you need a college degree we're going to pay you 15 bucks an hour that's also you know yeah. kind of a disservice there so i mean but we're getting out we're, we're out to the schools um as much as you can be anyway and we always got you know quite a few people apply uh for our program and i imagine every other trade is, is the same 
So how many apprentices are we letting in now? Well, with this... Well, the COVID thing kind well, of... Well, the COVID has thrown the whole thing out, out of whack, but it's always um, around 30, 40. In the class? Yeah. How many yeah. was in our class? I can't remember. We had a pretty we, big class. We, I think we started with like 35 or 38 and it, and oh. ended it with... Oh, really? Because Adam 30. talks about there was like eight... And no, they, he no, had, they, he, <laughs> they had, had to class. take him. They had to take him because it was so small. So that's what he was saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I, honestly, Adam uh, helps out a lot with, with I, I actually, to, to give Adam some kudos and to give the difference between, like, when a lot of times on the show, Dave, we're able to bring in some professionals. We just had a major league, a uh, professional major league player. Um, and Adam, to, just to give you some kudos to your friend, <laughs> mm-hmm. is I called him with a plumbing question, and he was able to diagnose it over the phone so much better than a non-union plumber did. He didn't know that he was under the gun, but um, we had already sent a non, a non, not us, but someone had sent a non-union plumber out to the property, and Adam, over the phone, not only was he able to diagnose it, but he gave like the correct description, and and it was like it like it really solidified. I'm like, man, you know what? Beyond what everyone else says about Adam, dude, this guy is a master. This guy is a whiz. And 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 so, you know, but, I, I think we're asking about those apprentices. Is you know, Adam doesn't really toot his horn that much and that's what I'm trying to take some time is and I bet you two I bet I could have called you Dave and you probably would have gave me the same answer is you know you talk about these you know going to college or get not getting exposed I think is really what we're worried about right is you know if you haven't had exposure to you know how things get built and how they get put together well then you miss you're missing a little piece of life you're missing a little some a lot of experiences so well and i definitely credit our apprenticeship our apprenticeship i to me was second to best the best education you know and and i tell my kids all the time and and i give encouragement to anyone out there is is the line of education is you need to see the end result first and then you figure out the path from where you're at to that end result and what education you need the, if, if you wanted to join the plumbers and pipe fitters and that's the education, then there's an apprenticeship. There's a proper way to get to that point, you, you know, your, your final finish yeah. point. If it's fireman, it could be engineer. It could be doctor. And college is the right path for you. If that's the path, then you figure out what that path is and, and you do it. But you got to figure out the end result of what you want, at, you know, out of it. And, and being able to let the young people know that that there's opportunities out there that you can have a very successful career. The other wonderful thing, like, you know, Dave and I are sitting here, you know, I his, his education led him to a business agent position that he's doing work that is not really with the tools anymore. Right. And that, you know, that's what I was thinking about that on the way over here. That's what's neat about getting in the trade. So you get in and, and once you turn out and become a journeyman, <clears throat> Excuse me. Regardless of what your trade is, you always have that. So if you want to go off and do some weird stuff, and if it doesn't work out, you always come back to a good paying job with benefits. Absolutely. Like podcasting, is, right? Right. Like podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, but what's nice, though, is so, so you get in, you go through your apprenticeship, you become a journeyman, 
uh, plumber, pipe fitter, and uh, you got a pocket full of welding certs. Um, so you can open your own little welding shop if you wanted to, or any any business if you wanted to, or you can. Well, become. you talked about HVAC too. We live in the desert, right? Yeah, right. It's going to be 107 tomorrow. So those people who uh, who's been through HVAC school. They've become, uh, they've become way more beautiful yeah, right. <laughs> when it gets over You 100. can make cold air and, and create ice. You got something, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, but you can become an instructor or a teacher, and then all of a sudden you're working at the international, like our old coordinator yeah. ended up. Or you can become an international president. Um, yeah. You can become a, a business owner, become a the, the president or chairman of their business owner association, which is contractor associations too. And so it, it starts off simply, you know, you're going to be a plumber, you're going to be a pipe fitter or whatever. And it bring, there's so many different opportunities, opportunities that you otherwise wouldn't even think about really. I know. Oh, I, and I, okay. I love that message. And Adam, just, you know, you know, we, I was kidding about his glad handing is he does a great job of promoting the union and promoting those opportunities and we're trying to get that message out. We're trying to help you, Dave, because I do feel like there are a lot of opportunities missed. And I, and that's why I was trying to get your litmus test is from your side of the, of the desk. Are, are we getting enough kids or even young adults to say, hey, you know what? I might want a, a real career, right? You know, and we may, you know, yeah, oh, you know what? This just broke and they have to go to YouTube, and they're like, ooh, that's looking a little outside my uh, comfort zone. Yeah, right. I better call Adam, and Adam says, well, I'm at work. You better call <laughs> Paul, call a plumber, and then they get the invoice, and they're like, oh, I wish I would have, wish I would, wish I could have would have. Yeah. So. Right, right. So uh, so we know how important education is, and, and these youth have, have that opportunity. What's the future of... Uh, of the of at least our construction trade in the valley how are we looking uh uh with jobs coming up things like that especially with at towards the end of this uh covid uh shutdown well at the end of the at the end of the covid shutdown it, it's hard to tell because th- you get a lot of information that comes quick and it changes quick um you know but like the uh the drew the old fountain blue yeah beginning of the year i was told you know we got one of our contractors over there and we're, we're going to build the offices and they got all the money and all the plans are just dotting the i's crossing the t's and it's going to it's a go no matter what right and that was the first one to shut down and i thought oh this is going to be the domino effect in the madison square garden sphere you know largest spherical building in the world it shuts down and then my that was my concern is it's going to go down the line but there it stopped mm-hmm. just those two okay which was which was good well, yeah, like the construction. Uh, what's the one that's in downtown? The Circa. Yeah, the Circa. That one seems lights are it's, on it's, every day. Yeah, it's 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 clicking right along. Same same with the rest of them, which is good. Now, after that, once these jobs are over, we don't know what's what's out there because there's a lot of there's always a lot of stuff that's supposedly going to come our way. Um, is it know, always new construction, or is it even stuff that you know we need to remodel? Or, or? Well, we got um, a, quite a few guys stay busy just going around to the different schools, um, remodeling, revamping, mm-hmm. building yeah. new schools, whatever. So just the school that she owns pretty good. But you know, there was supposed to be that water park at the south end of the strip, and it was the uh, the Australian fellow was going to do it. And um, when when Governor Sisolak was running, I was talking to him about that, and he said, "Yeah, that guy, he just needs to tone it down, and he'll get it." Because, you know, he said, 
Because of the airplane path, you can only have a tower, you know, seven stories or whatever it right. is. And the guy came back. All right, here's my plan for a 40-story tower. Like, no, there's planes. You know, you can't do that. Yeah. And then you know, Governor Sislak told me, yeah, that guy wanted you. You could rappel out of a helicopter while firing a gun and stuff like that. And like, listen, Jeez. you got to. <laughs> wow. You know, so I, I was excited for that. Hey, whatever that guy ends up with, it's going to be pretty slick. But here we are these years later, no one's even talking about it anymore. Yeah. Um, you think about, you know, the Toquat powerhouse out there towards mesquite um yeah. after the downturn that was going to put us all back to work and here we are and it never happened yeah a decade later and no one's even talking about it again now driving out towards el dorado valley and stuff like that i see a lot of solar panels uh stuff still being built out there it, it, is most of that union work well i i believe it's electricians i, I mean i know it's not us um and I don't know if it, if it all goes union or non-union if it's not my work. Yeah. Um, but but those photovoltaic, that's all electrician. They're going to build one up at Apex, the Gemini project, mm -hmm. and it's 380 megawatts maybe, something like that. But I believe that's all photovoltaic, which so that won't it, it really won't really us. nothing for us. So interesting. Oh, what about the one? Um, just guessing. I mean, the one that's uh, out towards uh, California on the California border. That's one where they heat the heats up like water and boils. Does, yeah, is that a pipe fitter? Uh, yes, that is that is a pipe fitter Wonderland. I worked out there at Ivan Pa. Ivan Pa. Yeah. yeah, each tower had a thousand pipe fitters on it. Just is everywhere you looked, it was great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pipe fitters on eight inch centers. <laughs> right, right, exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, now we also might have uh, that Air Liquid. That's that French. Um, liquid gas company yeah, air liquid yeah, yeah. you've seen them around they're they're supposed to be building a hydrogen plant at apex as well to oh, produce high, liquid, liquid hydrogen yeah but again then then the coronavirus comes and now and now we don't you know, know what's I, the future yeah i haven't heard it's not going uh but no one's saying it it's it still is. going so wow so uh what about some of the smaller work in town how are we looking towards some of the smaller work, uh, like e even residential or HVAC service techs, uh, things of that nature? Well, residential uh, new construction has slowed way down, um, but the selling reselling of houses because of the interest rates dropping down to zero, and now you're you're buying a house at three percent or something. Yeah, I like this percent. guess. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I like this guy. Um, so so the resale market's gone gone wild and it's kept prices up. Uh -huh. Good for the realtors. Yeah, right. <laughs> the hardworking realtors. Is that yeah. we like to refer to those people, Dave. God bless them. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about, Dave. <laughs> Fire it up. Uh, but Someone that respects my profession. I mean, but, but again, you're in limbo because if a bunch of jobs leave and don't come back, people probably won't be moving here. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, and, um, and, and that and that is true. Like that's a real estate question and. And at the end of the day, everyone knows, like, well, where are prices, da 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 da, right? If you look, if we were Silicon Valley, right, and everyone is making two hundred thousand dollars, home prices go up. If you know, if our jobs are only getting us fifty six thousand dollars a year, well, not only because that's it's actually fifty seven as average, is you know, if our if our wages go down, home prices go down, um, and that's that's just the economics of it. Right. And I think, too, like going back to that kid that said, hey, I heard you pay well, is now you're going to get that question a lot. I think you're going to get that answer a lot more. And so my question wouldn't be like, hey, how are things looking? I would say, you know, why would, you know, if I'm a young buck 
And I'm thinking, man, I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be, you know, going from job to job, right? As a young buck, you start off and you do a lot of retail. You're working, you know, sometimes you're working six, seven days a week and you maybe working part time and you're maybe doing school part time and you don't really know what's going on in life. Or, you, you know what I mean? You're just feeling things out. What, you know, why, why do we want that? You know, why would that kid want to come in? Like you talked about your experience of going into the recruiter and making the recruiter's job easy. You're like, man, this recruiter owes me a lunch. <laughs> is, you know, on the flip side is as a now as a union recruiter in a little ways, you know, what, uh, you know, what, what can the union give us like some rundown? Like instead of talking about the instability, what, cause when I think of, hey, if I'm in the union, I know I'm going to have a, a, a somewhat stable future. Whereas if I'm just a, 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 a pipe fitter or a sparky or low voltage guy and I'm non-union, I, th I think the contracts are like, it's just contract to contract to contract. And maybe I need to live here, maybe I need to live there. If I'm union, can I stay here? Can I raise my family here? Well, that's nice. So construction, union or non-union, is um, it's, it's typically seasonal work, or in the past it was. And, uh, I mean, every day you're working yourself out of a job, right? Yeah. You get on this job, you're building it. Mm -hmm. Well, if the contractor has nothing else lined up for you, you built it, okay, that's it. Um, and I think part of the reason why construction workers get paid so well is because, you, you know, I was told as an apprentice you should expect to work nine months out of the year. Um, then, of course, we lived in Vegas where there was never anything until – 2008 well 2010 for us anyway but what's nice about if, if you're working construction and you belong to a union you have a a, a collective bargaining agreement yeah no matter where you go you know exactly what you're going to make you know mm -hmm. exactly what conditions you're going to work under you know what your start time is going to be you know what your overtime is going to be um all that kind of stuff so if if, if if you're just working wherever and uh there's nothing no job after this I got to go find another job. All I know is how to plumb. I'm going to talk to this plumbing shop. All right, well, we don't know you, so we're going to start you off at the bottom. You know, you're there a couple of years. You get a few dollars, you know, an hour raise maybe, and then, then you're out of work again. Whereas with the union, <clears throat> you know exactly what you're going to make. You know, as an apprentice, this is what apprentices make. I'm a journeyman now. This is what journeyman makes. I'm, you know, and, and I don't have to go out and look for that job. I go to the hall. Uh, it's a hiring hall, and, and off I go. Isn't it better for employers a lot of times too? Because, like in any business, it's about retention. You want to keep the good. You want to keep the good workers. And so, you know, I see these big halls. I've never been in one, but I've I've seen some of the pictures where. And you, Adam talks about education. You talk about training. You know, like there's obviously residential is more of my expertise in, in real estate. So when you think of pipe fitters or plumbing, I'm thinking Wurzbo, Pex. I'm thinking about class action lawsuits. I'm thinking about <laughs> right, and and so you know, in the union hall, I think as an employer though, I know what I'm getting. Like you talked about, both you coming in in this apprentice class, and I feel like I missed out. Like I I didn't get a you know the experience you two did, and you know Adam talks about well I I learned this here, I learned this there, is as an employer you know what their skill level is is that is that another draw for that employers? that's a i think that's a big plus for the employers and also the ability to man up and man down easily you know i as a, as an employer i don't got to worry about well, i better keep these guys and try to find oh, something yeah. for them 
you know, send them back to the hall. They don't even mind. Yeah, you and, and you're not going through an application process. Right. So when an employer wants 10 plumbers, 10 pipe fitters, and maybe two HVAC guys, he just calls calls up Dave. Hey, Dave, or our dispatcher at the time. Hey, I need this many guys. I need this. And then in the matter of a couple of days, they're walking on the job with their toolboxes. Yeah. And you already know that they're certified. You already know that they know what they're talking about. And you put them to work. And and that's and that's a, a service that I think we offer, or all all locals offer, because of the education that we we give. And also, you know, so I you know I had uh, every now and then it comes up, you know, I need two guys for two days. It'll be six hours one day, eight hours the next. You'll never find that in the outside world because no one's going to stop what they're doing to go work for for fourteen hours. And right, you do, yeah. and you don't know what they don't know, right? You right, or what they do know, or what. You know, I think a lot of times you talk about, well, you're working your way out of a job, you know, how that happens. So here's the plans. This is what we need from you. And and really the contractor who is the employer takes a lot of liability that if someone walks in and that they hired that person and they did a bad job and that place burns down, that, that comes back on the contractor. You know, it, it reminds me um, a few years ago, they were building a veterinary clinic by my house and I, it stuck out because I noticed they'd been building it for like three years. It's 6,000 square foot building is all it is. It just took yeah. them forever. And um, there's a big sign of whoever the builder was and on the fence it said now hiring. And it just struck me that's funny because I guarantee that 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 company, that contractor sells himself on quality, right? Um, best quality in town. Or I, I guarantee yeah. that's a deal. Best quality, best price. Right, but how, how would you know when you don't even know what your workforce is? Exactly. You know, right. I'm, I'm trying to get guys off the street, you know, but I got the quality. Yeah, right. Yeah, you don't know what that guy knows. Exactly. So, so yeah. So, and, and you know, not everyone goes to the apprenticeship. Uh, we have plumbers, and you know, some guys are great plumbers. They've been plumbing twenty years. They just never had a chance to get into union, or, or there's a bunch of misinformation out there, whatever. But there's also the the classes for journeymen, the upgrade classes. So, just continually learning once again. Absolutely, and I've definitely uh, taken advantage of those those classes, and I've sent a lot of the guys who work for me. Uh, they, they, they've taken advantage of those classes too. Some of the big classes, even in technology, uh, the Revit class and the AutoCADs in design and all of that stuff is is second to none. And 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 that's the way the the future of this trade is coming. It's not just uh, like I say, knuckle dragging, plumbing, <laughs> like carrying pipe. It is that, but at the same time. You know, a, a lot of our job sites are wired for Wi-Fi. It's computers. It's technology. It's the way engineers communicate with the workforce. It, it's it's all of those new age type stuff. My HVAC techs that work for me, uh, those guys, they have laptops. Right. They, they plug right. them in. Our chillers are networked together. They can diagnose. They can download new programs. It, the technology base that's in the trades now is is huge. It it is incredible, and you know, every now and then I, I I see something and it just sticks out as just just an incredible thing. What were they called? They had these glasses. Like the uh, project manager can go onto a site that's half built, put these glasses on, and he can see through them to see what's there. Then there's a hologram of what's going to be there. And so he can look oh, wow. up and see all my pipe run and then see where the duck's going to go and see if it's going to work or not. And oh, you're wow. just like, that is incredible. And then uh, virtual reality, yeah. it, it, it's, it's, it's incredible. It started off as a pretty neat deal 
for crane signaling is what the deal was, how to, uh-huh. you know, work a crane. But it got to where right now, you know, you could be here in Las Vegas and you could be talking to a guy in New York and you guys, uh, you're wearing glasses or headset or something and you're in a virtual room and it's a mechanical room and you can see him and he can see you, a silhouette of a person, not you. Yeah. And off each head is, is basically a red line, like a laser showing. So if you say, hey, come look at this pump in the virtual world, I can tell exactly what you're looking at. And then as you go into it, you can walk through that stuff and it's the installation, it's the pipe, it's the size of bolts, how many bolts for the flanges. Mm-hmm. And it's, it is incredible. And so, yeah, the days of, uh, you know, a, a toolbox full of hammers are about gone. It, it's yeah. it's all technology. They're getting drones into the mix. It's, it's, it's amazing. And see, that's what I'm saying. Like, and I don't think the message is getting out there. And, and I think, you know, I, when I work with kids, I, I never hear, oh man, I, you know, my dad works for the union. I can't wait to get in the union. And it, it's because they don't know about those, those opportunities, right? They think, hey, I've got to be in college to work. You know, I, I want to fly drones. I want to do something with drones, right? I, I've got a couple of drones. Kids love them. Right. I, I chase them around. Or like what you just said. I mean, that's like new age, like cutting edge. They're, you know, the kids are like, I got this supercomputer. And, and so maybe the only way to get there is, col- is college. And I think what it is is the future. You have to pull in all the skills, right? right? Yeah. You know, what was your what was your favorite band besides Hemlock growing up? <laughs> Growing up, uh, probably like U2 or like... Dave, what was yeah. your favorite group? Uh, well, when I was in elementary school, I heard Def Leppard for the first time, and that set me on a whole path of just rock and roll. Yeah. Right. And so, and that's how we used so to grow U2 up. So my U2 was soft. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's how we used to grow up, right? But nowadays, dude, like, they've got rappers with country western. You've got rockers with rappers. Like... It's That's why all, music today sucks. It's, it's all, it's got this, you know, this mixing bowl. And, and so that's what I'm saying is like, I, I see the future and that's what you're hearing at the hall too, is our future is actually both. You got to be white collar and blue collar. You got to know how to run a computer. You got to know how to understand technology, how to work with people. You got to, you know, those are all you know, potential skills that you may learn at college, but you can also learn at the hall. Right. Absolutely. Right. And I think that's where everyone, you know, oh, I don't want to be a plumber, right? I'm going to have to, you know, clog, you know, I'm about to clung, you know, clean out the sewer. Well, guess what? When, uh, when someone's uh, sewer doesn't run, run south, you become the most important person. That person's right. Life. <laughs> right. Right. So, and it's it's important to encourage the younger generation, you know, to look into these jobs. These jobs are not, even though that we were talking about a lot of computers and, and design and, and that kind of stuff, those computers, those goggles, those stuff, they're not going to put those flanges together. Right. They're, they, right. they're not going to set those pumps. You're still going to need those skilled craftsmen to get in there, wire things up, plumb things up, and do those things. The, these are jobs that are not going to go towards automation. These are... These are good paying jobs that that need to be done. And these buildings all over this nation, they need to be maintained. You know, these power plants, they work hard to generate electricity for the western states. Well, there's times when I was working in town, those shutdowns were very valuable. 
Oh yeah. You got to yeah. get in there. You got to shut them down. You got to do a lot of maintenance to them in a short amount of time so they can be fired right back up again. And it's those skilled trades, those, those, uh, welders fitters, but also wiremen and all kinds of other craftsmen that are there to be able to knock a job out in a matter of weeks to get that power plant back up generating electricity. Right. I saw um, a quote on uh, interweb somewhere. It struck with me, you know, with this whole coronavirus and everything shut down. It said, pay attention to who's working now. That's who works. I thought, yeah. That's, that's yeah. something. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, the other thing that I'm, I'm going to give a, another little kudo out to Dave is. Oh, uh, I thought the kudos <laughs> were coming my way. No, no. Uh, something that I've always liked that he did, and I and we talked about it earlier, is uh, on our Facebook page. Our, our local has uh, uh, a private Facebook page for our local members, and something he always shares on there is history lessons from past uh, union strikes, uh, sometimes uh, disagreements, all kinds of uh, you know history lessons. And the the thing that we find I find fascinating by reading these things. And I need a comment. I'm, I'm grateful that you do these things. Is it reminds us of the struggle that's always been there. These fights that, that they have been fighting for years and years and years, we're still fighting today. The, 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 the contractor, of course, wants to do these jobs and pay his labor as minimum as possible. He, they, they're always going to try to do that. Right. They, they want to cut conditions. They want to cut pay. And, and that's the hard work that you put in to try to prevent that. And to keep our pay up, to keep our benefits up, and so that we can support our families. One of the, I think, the best sayings is an honest day pay for an honest, how does it go? Honest day work for an honest, honest day, day pay. Wage. That's right. That's you know, right. And, and But in those history lessons that you share on Facebook, share the struggle that these men and women did time and time again and how bad it was back in the 20s. And, and even earlier than that. Oh, yeah. And, and I mean, you could just, if you just Google labor massacre, labor battle, there's just far too many of those. And they're honestly battles. They're, there's honestly massacres. You know, um, there's there's a thousand of them. You know, the Battle of Blair Mountain was coal miners in West Virginia was the first time that they had dropped in the United States had dropped uh, bombs from an airplane. They're dropping them on striking miners who yeah. were down. Who, yeah, who were down fighting much, much like World War One. It was. I mean, it, it's insanity. Yeah. You know. So today, as a matter of fact, um, labor history was the Battle of the Overpass, is what it's known as. And so what it was, Henry Ford. Growing up, you're taught Henry Ford was this great guy, and he built you know cars and the, the assembly line and, and all that. Nice yeah. place in Florida. You don't have to convince me. I hate my Ford. <laughs> well, I tell you, Henry Ford was a complete trash if you ask me he had so the battle of the overpass was um the other automakers had signed with the uaw and ford was the holdout and so you have this uh, pedestrian walkway that goes up and over the, the train tracks there okay. and um so you got uaw guys are out there organizer walter ruther president there and they're, they're leafleting and, and just talking to people coming and going from work well here come the company goons and just beat the hell out of them throw them down the stairs they start attacking the press that's there, and they snatched up all the cameras and the film and said, and this is where they say it, oh, the union thugs came here, and they attacked our guys. You know, it was just poor us. where these poor auto guys, and these thugs beat the hell out of us. Well, one reporter got out with his, with his, with his film. Mm -hmm. No, that's not at all what happened. Here's what it was. So what's interesting is Henry Ford had, it was known as the Ford Service Department. You ever heard of this? No. So... 
Ford hires a guy by the name of Harry Bennett, who was a uh, ex-boxer. Uh, he was a sailor and, and just just a roughneck. And it's, somehow Henry Ford met him. He seen him in a street fight or something. I don't know how that all worked out. But he hires this guy, uh-huh. and he becomes Ford's right hand man. Yeah. Um, until the very end, and he hires. He, he gave Harry Bennett the latitude to hire whoever needs. So he buy, hires all these uh, ex-convicts, all these uh, gangsters of the day, all these roughnecks, and, and they're known as the Forest Service Party. And there's thousands of these guys. It's huge. And their job is to go through the plants, and when someone's talking about unionizing or joining a union or if they're just talking not working, they get wrapped in the jaw. Really? They get, yeah, they get clubbed, the whole deal. And so at the time of the Battle of the Overpass, the fight was for a dollar a day. Um, Henry Ford had promised them five dollars a week. I think he was around four, four fifty or something. They're like, well, we want six dollars a week, whatever it is. So, you know, it comes down to about a dollar a day what they're asking for, which is nothing if you think about it. And f- instead of paying them that to fight the union, Ford has thousands of thugs on on the payroll to beat people. Jeez, and and it's. You think, oh, that's so outrageous! It's got to be—that's not a one-off scenario, you know. Because yeah. at some point in time, they get so big, it's no longer money; it's about power. Yeah, and I'm just going to control you people or whatever. But and, and, and that's what I appreciate, but uh, really appreciate about these lessons. We can learn a lot from our past, and and, and we can learn the, and not just learn, but be grateful for the conditions that we have today. I mean, with OSHA regulations, with safety regulations, and things like that, I know that I can go to work tomorrow. And, and and I can do my job, and I know I'm going to make it home. Right. As long as I, I make my choices and make sure that I follow the rules and the, and the safety regulations, I know I'm going to make it home. Back in those days, dude, the, the, the unsafe conditions the, in the coal mines, in these industries, children working. I mean, right. the, the list goes on and on. And, and so it's just a constant reminder. When you post those posts, it's just that constant reminder of, the life that I have, and I'm grateful for those guy and the guys. Over Memorial Day weekend, a lot of people post, and rightfully so, of uh, the men and women who've died for our freedom, and, and we remember those, you know, those that have fallen. But in the labor world, we should remember the ones that have gotten their heads cracked right. by these bullies trying to fight for that dollar a day. Right, just to even have legal standing, because until uh, the the Wagner Act the National Labor Relations Act, NLRA. Before then, unions weren't even a legal entity. They they existed and they were somewhat tolerated, but not always. And so you, you think of like the Ludlow Massacre, as miners in Colorado. Uh, well, they're striking miners. So they get kicked out of the company town. So they got to go live. They build a tent city close to the front of the mine so mm-hmm. they can try to stop the scabs. Um, tent city. So here comes the, uh, the company goons again. They got the National Guard with them. Light the tent city on fire, and then as the family, because it had it wasn't just the miners; it was their families there. Tents are all on fire. Families fleeing, start gunning them down. Oh man! You know, wow. and, and so and so when people tell you, oh yeah, you know, people fought and died and bled for this. No, they they did. They did. They did. Yeah. And it took a whole lot of those until they finally Wagner. Geez, we got to have something. And then what it was, it was um, for reasons just to make commerce better in the country. You can't have such labor strife. And they realize that these the workers have to have a, a way to air their grievances, and so then you legalize uh, unions, and you know there you go. Well, I appreciate everything you do. 
you know, I, I well, thank be, you because I definitely benefit from it. And, you know, I mean, I, I benefit from the, the hard work that you put in because I, I'm, I make a good income <laughs> <laughs> and I got good health insurance and, and I have a good retirement and it's, it, and I recognize where that, that, that definitely comes from. And it helps me be able to venture off on new things like, <laughs> trying to talk into this microphone clearly. podcasting <laughs> podcasting yeah see that little glean he's like a little kid dude i like i love pipe fitters i can talk about pipe fitters all day <laughs> i'll be honest with you our, our first year in our apprenticeship i would have never thought i would be doing this right yeah. right yeah <laughs> definitely look back um but yeah we appreciate you coming in, Dave. Thanks and, for having me. I'd love to be here. And uh, I'll definitely put uh, the, the link to our local website uh, in the bio. So if Perfect. anyone's interested and in that link, you'll be able to or on the website, you'll be able to go down to our training center. And if you are interested, if you're a young guy or a young girl that wants to get into the trade and uh, interested in joining the apprenticeship, you'll be able to go into there and then get any information it's kind of unclear of when they're going to have another class. Huh? It, it won't be till November, um, and that's barring anything. If it so gets crazy, are, are you, they taking in applications now? Not even meeting people in person right now. Oh, really? But you can still go on the website, still get the number, you can still call and get information. Um, you know, you're going to need your OSHA, OSHA ten anyway. Okay. Um, and then if it's something that they want to do. Yeah, can, in, you, can you give us a little? So you said there's only like on a regular class, there's only thirty. Adam was the last one to get in on your class. <laughs> Probably. What? I wouldn't what, deny that. What determines whether someone gets in or not? Well, so you have to have an Oceanton. That's just state law. You have to have that. But anybody that has gone above and beyond and shown that they want to do it. So if you had taken something as simple as a math class at CSN, or maybe you're taking welding classes at CSN, or you've taken some blueprint reading classes. Okay. Um, if you come in and say, you know, I got, here's my forklift cert I already got. I've already been doing this over here. Work, you know, if, if it seems like you're interested in it and, and it's something that you know you want to do, as opposed to, well, you know, I was, uh, you know, not working with my hands, and maybe I'll go out in the elements and work with my hands now. You know. Yeah, exactly. And it all depends on who who so else. I don't, is. I don't. I can't apply. Is what you're saying? Or I can oh, you apply. Can, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. You, you can apply. Yeah. Sell the whole board a house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do that for. But I would say though, even you know, even if you don't become a plumber, pipe fitter, if you want to do construction, there's all the different construction trades. Maybe you don't want to do construction. You should still be in a union. You should still have a voice in your Absolutely. wages, hours, or working conditions. And Vegas used to be Union City, USA. Any job you wanted was a unionized job. Now, you know, there's a lot of forces working against that. But there's still almost anything you want to do, there's about a union for it. And that's, that's the direction you should go. Absolutely. It's, it's definitely a good protection. It's, it's definitely a better way of life. I don't know why anyone else would do it. I, I, I think they believe in some of the other stigmas that go along with it or the the politics behind it or something like I, I I don't know why someone I, I've heard many people tell me that oh well I, I just don't like it uh, you, you don't <laughs> like making good money and having good benefits I'm confused but whatever but anyways Dave we appreciate you coming in taking Absolutely. the time to come by the studio and uh, and and talk to us and we appreciate everyone listening in uh, always check us out on iTunes and leave a comment tell a friend about the show and uh yeah, and, and if you have a you know young man or young woman that's looking for a career, maybe they want to check out Pie Fitters 525. Get a sticker from Adam. Yes, yes, <laughs> I got plenty of them. All right, thanks for listening in, guys.